0: First and foremost, man, if you are a new person, a new Christian, if you, if you, I don't know where you were. Maybe someone was talking to you and you just had a moment. Maybe you're at a church service, maybe you're somewhere, but you just decided something was stirring in you and you were like, you know what? These Christian people, they're not who I thought they were. I really believe there's something here and I actually, I want to go for it. I want to do it. I want to, I want to become a Christian. And that may sounded so scary that in the moment, but, man, I really hope you are feeling the love and the support and that you're feeling just something that you can't explain going on in the inside of you. Um, and maybe you don't. That's also okay. Like, maybe you be, maybe you chose to be, to be a Christian and the next day, like, you don't even feel any different. And that's totally okay, too. I don't want you to feel like something crazy is supposed to happen because it doesn't have to. And yet something has happened, even if you don't feel any different something dramatic has happened even if you don't feel any different it's not all of a sudden and some people if god works in mysterious ways some people i know some people who in the and just a flick of a switch they suddenly didn't have addictions anymore they suddenly their problems went away or whatever other people that wasn't the case that was definitely the case with me like I, my problems just magically just go away and God works in mysterious ways, and does works differently with each people. You know, a parent, a parent doesn't uh, parent every kid exactly the same. Or if your parents did, if you know, if God willing, you know, you did have you know your parents with you growing up. Par- if you see parents try to parent exactly the same way with every kid, you'll find out each kid turns out dramatically different. Uh, it's the same with our Father. It's the same with God in heaven. He is, we believe as Christians, that God is our father and he is a heavenly father. He's creator over everything. And yet he also wants a fatherly relationship with us, which means he is helping raise you, which is a weird concept, but we're going to talk more about that later. But God works differently with every person. So whatever you're experiencing right now as a new Christian I want you to know this is exactly how it's supposed to feel um and so i'm excited that you're jumping in this journey with us again the best decision you've ever made now we're going to talk about what's next you're a new christian now what welcome to the show now i'm going to do a little music break <laughs> that's not the music i use but whatever <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's the first thing that you should do if you're a new believer, the first thing you should be doing is answering one question. To you, who is Jesus? To you, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? That is the very first thing you should be doing if you're a new Christian is asking yourself that question. Who is Jesus to you? And here's why. Because many people, they're gonna say, first thing you should do, read the Bible. First thing you should do, oh, you should come to church with us. First thing you should do, all those are the wrong things you should be doing first. Why? Because if you don't even know what it is that you believe, you're already gonna be confused and you're gonna be set up for failure. And granted, some people, they stumble across, they stumble around and they, they they mess up and eventually they get it right. But man, I want you to take the best steps first. I want you to take the, the, the best first steps. And so the first thing you need to do is you got to figure out, man, who is Jesus to me? You know, first and foremost, you got to remember realize that uh, Jesus isn't like an idea. You didn't choose to follow an idea or some magical philosophy that just, you know, is nice for people like, like Buddhism, for example, like Buddha. um, Was Buddha a person? Yeah. (laughs) Was he a person? person? I'm pretty sure he was, but
1: I guess there are some who speculate that he wasn't same as Jesus. A well, lot of times. kind of some people yeah. like to, to think that Jesus wasn't actually a real person. He's just more of an idea. Yeah. And people think the same thing with Buddha. Like the Buddha didn't really exist. Well, it's I think he a, was a person, but it's well, it's like, he was for sure. I'm yeah. saying like some people do think that.
0: Yeah. Well, I was trying to remember what which one is it that they like the person isn't even a they don't even believe in a person. Or they just believe in an idea. What is it? Confucianism. Yes. Well, is it Confucianism? It's well like, Confucius was a person. Yeah, but too, Confucius so. isn't a god. No, like, they don't no, no. Neither is Buddha though. No, no, Okay, so maybe that's so about, that, that may be, that may be what path, I'm thinking of. Like, Anyways, you know. in some places, especially like okay, Taoism. I'm pretty sure this is also one. Taoism is like you're not believing in a person or a thing or a god. You're just believing in an idea. Right, and that idea yeah. somehow transforms you. That's not the case with Christianity. You're not believing in an idea, you're believing in a person. Mm. A real person. Like a this is this is not historical theory this is not historical idea this is not hypothesis this is a historical fact jesus was a real person no historian no real historian really argues that every one every historian every smart person even the most famous atheist in the world knows jesus was actually a person they know there was a rabbi named jesus from nazareth lived in the first century Israel and he had deci- he had followers and they eventually were, they were Jewish people who created this other Jewish sect that, that we now call Jew- uh, Christianity. But here is where the theory all comes from. Here is where now you branch off into theories, hypothesis arguments or whatever. It's not whether he was real. <clears throat> it's not about whether he was real. It's whether he was God. <laughs> yeah. It's whether he actually rose from the grave. Though that's where, the, that's where the debate begins. That's where the stuff happens. So understand, like, if you're becoming a Christian, you're not following an idea or some nice thing that tickles your fantasy. It's you're following a person. Mm-hmm. And if you're following a person, you can have a concrete certainty that you can know what they believe. They're a person with ideas and beliefs. And they, we have documents of those ideas and those beliefs. And you can know for certain you're following a person with feelings things that they care about uh, uh, with ideas and dreams and beliefs and convictions you're following a person uh, and so mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself who is Jesus to you other than just a person what does he mean to you is is Jesus just just this he's not just a person but you know how far are you willing to go to follow Jesus what do you believe like what what do you believe about him do you really believe that he died for you that he rose again from the grave for you like you christians that's what makes jesus god or else all this is for nothing is the fact that we believe jesus literally rose from the dead verifying everything he claimed he was and is and will forever be so i want to ask jordan um we'll kind of just get this conversation started like jordan to you who is jesus
1: Well, obviously, going off what you said, you gave me the first part of the answer. He was a person. And I think the the thing we want to differentiate there is I like how you asked the question, not who was Jesus, but who is Jesus Mm. to you? Because you could say who was Jesus and look at it like, oh, he was a human being who existed, albeit a very influential human being in his time, who existed and then died. but you know as christians we believe that he rose from the dead like literally physically rose from the dead that's not just an idea either that he existed as a person but then the idea is that he no he physically rose from the dead and lived as a human body for i don't know you're you're more of the biblical scholar to know how many how long he was actually on earth 33 after. years 30, uh, after well he, no after his death. oh he was uh, maybe a couple months right yeah it was, it was about a month something only a month yeah and then, you know, his legacy obviously continued through the Acts of the Apostles. And obviously until today, you, know, you still have mega churches 2000 years later. So even if, you know, we look at just undeniable fact, oh, his influence has left like a huge mark on this planet. But, you know, to me, obviously, in my walk, he definitely did rise from the dead. And, uh, you know, he brought he left us the Holy Spirit which is really, really important. That was, you know, I felt like growing up in the Baptist church, that was kind of left out. It was like the Father, the Son, and then, yeah, the Holy Spirit there too. The Holy Spirit is really what's with us now. And uh, I heard this quote. I can't remember if it was a quote. It was something you said, someone someone he said, she said thing. But um, I remember hearing it as when, you know, you get to heaven and you talk to the apostles be like, what was it like to actually have Jesus right there with you? And in response, they would turn and say, what's it like to have the Holy Spirit with you every single second of every single day with you walking on earth? Like that must yeah. have been a pretty groundbreaking it was, uh, activity. Yeah, it's something
0: that pastors have said a lot, but it was, a lot, but it was actually comparing um, the Old Testament people. Like if you were to go to Moses right. and you would say, man, what was it like seeing God's face and all this stuff? Well, Moses or Joshua or anyone in the Old Testament would look at us and go, yeah. what's it like having the Spirit? <laughs> like that's right, and I where think that's at. what's
1: incredible is like that like three and one they're literally the same person so the Holy Spirit is Jesus with you yeah every single well, we day. can't get
0: too ahead of ourselves yet because we got do this one step at a time right yeah because that's what this whole point of this conversation is yes um, and so the first most important thing is asking yourself who is Jesus to me who is Jesus to you is he just a guy or is he someone who is the king of your life mm-hmm. is he someone you would do anything for is he someone that you actually believe he died and rose again because he's god and he loves you so much when me when i answer that question who is jesus jesus is everything like he i would do i have been tested time and time again if everything goes to crap would i still follow jesus Mm -hmm. and i don't have to think about whether that's true or not, because I've actually had my whole life go to crap and everything taken away from me. And at the end of it all, despite my anger and bitterness and resentment and all this other stuff that I was dealing with, I still chose to be faithful and follow Mm. Jesus. And that's not an easy thing to do
1: at all. Mm. You know, when in your life, things are going tough. It's like, shoot, is Jesus really there with me? And we've yeah. all been challenged like that, but that's really testing your faith. Yeah.
0: And why this is the first most important thing you need to do is to ask that question is because this literally determines if you're really a Christian or not. Mm. Like answering that question is really does determine whether you actually are a Christian. Because if you just hear, well, Jesus was a, he was a nice guy, you know, I don't, I don't think he's the only way. To ha- I don't think he's yeah. the only way. I think there's many ways. Guess what? You're not a Christian. There's right. a lot of people out there who claim to be Christian who aren't Christians. In fact, uh, really interesting, Jesus himself said, you know, many will come to me on that day. Did I not do this? Did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not heal people in your name? Did I not go th- save thousands of people and do all this stuff? But Jesus will say, get away from me, for I never knew you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, that's
1: about that personal relationship That's right.
0: But also, there's other times where Jesus also said that, you know, the the path is narrow. The path is many are going to fall away. Matthew chapter 7 says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few will find it, That's Matthew chapter seven verses thirteen and fourteen and Jesus himself said john fourteen six I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, no one goes through that narrow gate except through me. Jesus is the gate Jesus I guess that's part of the reason why the gate is narrow because it's about to be as narrow as a person yeah that'll tweet (laughs) (laughs) so you have to answer that question because it literally determines whether you're actually a christian or not and it there is a right answer and a wrong answer that's the crazy part and this the the world that we live in today. The world's gonna tempt you with feeling like, oh, there's really no right answer for anything. Yeah, there is, especially this question. Not all questions, but this one, there definitely is. Mm-hmm. The world's gonna tempt you with thinking something along the lines of, it doesn't matter what path you take as long as you're a good person. The Bible doesn't care about that. Right. I mean, yeah. it cares about how you act. It cares about this, but its primary concern is about who it is that you believe in, and its primary concern is about whether you actually believe jesus you actually are gonna follow him you'll do whatever it takes to follow him why because that after that is when the spirit of god will actually change what you do god himself is gonna help and shape you to do the right thing but it only happens when you truly believe in your heart that jesus was raised from the dead like you didn't see it you weren't there, but I'll tell you what, there are 500 other people who saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have been sharing that message for 2000 years. Yep. We are believing in mm. faith something that someone else said. I mean, how many times have you ever said, "Man, I knew this guy who knew this guy or I knew this guy," you yeah. know, it's like, you know, one time my cousin's friend, they did this or your friend or even even bring him more closer to home, all right? Like this is i guess will be more of a, a hot topic controversial thing but that's okay we can get controversial yeah, go for it when a f- if a friend of yours and you someone you personally know and you know that they've been assaulted or they have been they've been abused and you know trigger warning for those who may have gone through that like we definitely want to pray for you and definitely yeah. hoping that you have comfort and, and community around you when they tell you that they have been abused like you weren't there you didn't see it but you believe that it happened
1: oh absolutely you believe
0: their testimony Mm -hmm. it's the you know and you believe your friends when they tell you something happened that's their testimony they've they've experienced something and they're sharing it with you and you are you weren't there but you believe it because you're their friend you're believing in faith that's what we're doing with jesus people saw him abused saw him scorned i'm talking whips and not just whips but whips that were made of leather and had glass and nails and it shredded his skin mm-hmm. and people saw him get nailed to a cross they saw him just ap- had his beard ripped out and people stabbing him with a spear while he was on the cross the mo- they literally we have a word in the English language that's excruciating the word excruciating means like it's pa- it's the uh, absolutely un believably painful did you know though the word excruciating comes from the word crucifixion hmm. it comes from crucifix. we literally excruciating the crucifixion was so painful we de- invented a word to describe it excruciating comes from as akin to crucifixion that is what that <laughs> word would mean it is so painful and yet jesus endured and persevered and pushed through all of that hardship, he took that upon himself so that you could have life. Jesus wants you to be saved from our selfish nature. There's this thing inside all of us that wants to do what I want, what feels good to me, what feels right to me, what is it's me focused and that is the fundamental problem of our of our life is that mm. we're me focused. And in order to pay for that, when that happened, we're going to get into this a whole uh, different day on a different topic way down the road um, to when we get more in the nitty gritty about theology and doctrine and these these bigger words that you hear thrown around. We're going to talk about what does that even mean? Why is it even flipping important? (laughs) We're going to talk about that later. But for right now, what I want you to know is that Jesus suffered so that you could have life. Through his death, we have life. And that was sealed when he was raised to life. It is through his death that, you, that you're that you forgiven. Because here's the thing, when we make those selfish decisions, when we do what feels good to me, we're actually not only uh, not only doing something incredibly, we're wronging someone else. Uh, in my book that's coming out this fall, uh, one of the things that I write is, sin is the equivalent of cheating on a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so, when you see it in those terms of a relationship, wow, like if you've ever been cheated on, you know how bad that hurts. Man, imagine what it feels like if you're every single day, all these selfish thoughts you're thinking, you're casting that kind of hurt to God. Yep. He feels, he has feelings. <laughs> he's incredibly patient with us, but he still hurts. Um, mm-hmm. He can't be killed because he's the creator of everything, he is the victor over life and death. Um, and however, he still feels, he has those feelings. But not only is it like cheating on a relationship with God, it's also illegal. Like it's a, it's a you, a you like committed a crime, and a crime against nature. Actually, that by by following that selfish nature and that crime has to be paid, and, and it has been. And because it was, it was life. It was the life that God breathed into existence. If, here's the thing: I don't, I don't know if you know this. People don't talk about this these days. When you were born and you took your first breath and, you know, you came out of, you know, your mommy's tummy. You you came into the world and you're like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what a baby cries out. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, me. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) When you took your first breath, like you cried, you took that first breath. Uh, People don't talk about this. You taking your first breath was God breathing his wind into your lungs that you could have life. That wind that's in your lungs that doesn't belong to you. That's from God. And when we when we when someone dies, when that life goes away, people draw their last breath. That is that person is giving what belongs to God back to him. That hmm. wind goes back to him. And so when God created us, when that he literally breathed life into existence he's the he's the the giver of life and when we and so he gives us that when we choose to follow our selfish nature that is the sin is a a thing that christians call uh sin is is like i said it's the opposite of god's nature sin is the selfishness evil and brokenness in this world um it is the opposite of god's nature and so in order, when he is the one who gave life and we do something that is opposite of his nature, we're choosing death. We're choosing that brokenness. We're choosing that death. And so in order for that death to be repaid, death must be, must be given to make full payment. And so yep. Jesus, when he died, he's paying for you and I to atone and to make that payment right as the only person in all of creation who never did anything selfish never did anything evil, never did anything wrong. He was literally perfect. And he did all of that so that he could pay for us. And he did all of that paying for us so that we could trust and follow him. Because we know he never did anything wrong, anything selfish. He proved himself as trustworthy, worthy to be followed worthy to be loved worthy to give your life for who gave his life for us so i say all that to say to really think about this maybe you need to bust out a journal right now and just write it out maybe you just need to think it out maybe you need to just go play some music and think about it and just kind of let it stew in your emotions to you who is jesus
1: And that's really important to to be aware of that and be aware that I think another thing that's important to add here is that the enemy, you know, the devil, Satan, is also real. There is an actual physical presence that is pulling you towards that area of death, as we've described that area of sin, Um, you know, against your spiritual nature. That's why you've got, you know, in your life. You know, you have the body and the flesh. And then you have the spirit, and the spirit is doing everything that's good, everything that is pure. And then you have your body, which is, you know, tempting you a lot of times to do things that are sinful. And there's an actual physical presence that is opposite of Jesus. That's why it's so important to really cling to that relationship and recognize that there is another presence, another entity mm. that can be pulling you away from. Well, doing it's the interesting.
0: Right thing. Also, is like is remembering that it's like that other presence is that selfish nature
1: mm-hmm.
0: that other there's there you gotta understand there is no such thing as like you know the the enemy is not uh or the devil or the satan or you know he's got a lot of different titles but mm-hmm. i just prefer him as the enemy um, Yeah, the enemy is not the yang to god's ying he's not his opposite the the enemy is not the opposite of god Sin, selfishness, evil—sin is the opposite of God. The devil is merely the guy who he is himself the first person to um, to to fall into that. He was the first person—victimizes um, the wrong word—but he was the first sinner. He was the first person to fall into that sin, um, and yet he is the—he's I would say the biggest mascot for it. His—he doesn't—he is not the. He's, how didn't even say he was necessarily yay pro-sin or yay pro-God? He just is evil. He mm-hmm. is chaos. He is wanting to drag everything into brokenness. And so the enemy, it is not the opposite of God. Sin is the opposite of God. The devil is is there to drag you into sin, into that opposite of God. He's there to tempt you. He's, he's really not for anything. He's against everything he's just and i think tim dr tim Mackey, uh, from the bible project great stuff you can look him up on youtube if you want but dr tim Mackey, that's how he phrases it he's like the the devil there are or demons they're not for anything they're just anti everything and i think it was a beautiful way to look at that like they're just taking everything and just drag it into chaos like they just wanted everything that's rebelling they just anti everything um so yeah, that's just an important thing to realize because you realize put your enemy where their enemy's at. Understand, know thy enemy. Know thyself, something like that. The sun, Sue, that, says something like that. <laughs> something know, like that. Something yeah. like that. To my to my office. I'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: <laughs> but no, that's a good perspective to think about too. That there's you know there are those two entities, but yeah, sin is definitely definitely the opposite of you know. I really like that example about him it being like cheating on you know, a significant other, because I think that's very much how Jesus feels when you do sin. Yeah. But it's also like just the ultimate forgiveness of like, Jesus isn't gonna, you know, divorce you because he's He's already sacrificed for that
0: and still loves you. In fact, yeah, the personification of love no matter how unconditional yeah. wrong you do. He's not going to divorce you.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, Which some people may look at as like, Oh, that's a free pass to do whatever I want. But man, is that not like, the literally, that's not a real,
0: well, it's so, it's, Oh man, you did, you just quoted scripture without realizing you even quoted scripture. Oh, that's uh, incredible. That's a
1: good, good point in your relationship with Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, um, in Romans six, the apostle Paul is writing this letter to a church in Rome. He says, "Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can keep showing us more and more of his kindness and forgiveness?" Of course not. And this is the coolest part. Should we keep on sinning when we don't have to? For sin's power over us was broken when we became Christians and were baptized to become part of Jesus Christ. Through his death, the power of your sinful nature was shattered. Your old sinful loving uh sinful loving uh, your old, your old sin loving nature was buried with him by baptism when he died, and when God the Father, with the glorious power, um, brought him back to life again, you were given his wonderful new life to enjoy. Uh, that was actually the Living Bible. I've never read it in that translation before. Um, I, I want to pull up a different one though. Romans six. Romans six. Yeah. Uh, na, 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 na. All right. I like it. This I like the way the NIV words it really well. Cause what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death, man, like, and just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father, we too may ha- live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his.
1: Exactly, yeah. And when you actually live a, I don't want to say a sin-free life, because you're not perfect. You are going to continue to make mistakes You know, without even knowing it. That's just yeah, human nature. But when you have this relationship with Christ, it's not like, oh, you know, Christ is my, you know, get into heaven free pass and then like, oh, I can still do whatever I want. No, because actually living that sinful life is, you know, not going to lead to as much of a fulfilling life. You're going to be more fulfilled if you actually make the efforts to get rid of the sin in your life. Yeah. You know, you're going to enjoy it that much more. You're going to feel that much better about yourself. Like it's the difference between like, you know, you might think, oh, I'm never, I'm not going to put on weight. So I'm just going to eat, brownies all the time man that's what I'm don't really you still know. feel like crap after eating the brownies but then when you eat the kale salad with the balsamic vinaigrette you're like ooh, so ooh. much health you know it's yeah. like there's that one meme where it's like me after eating one avocado and you're like new body who dis <laughs> like I, i'm just so healthy now <laughs> you know you, you, there really is that feeling of wow i actually did this to glorify god i did this you know jesus is happy that i you know chose to Share my testimony with this person. Jesus is happy that I chose to, you know, cut addiction out of my life. Yeah, you know.
0: So now the question is, well, was, the question itself is to you: Who is Jesus? How do you answer that? How do you answer that question? The, you answer that question by, I would say, get out a pen and paper, write, start writing it down. To me, who is Jesus? And I would follow it by thinking through a couple of things, like, for example. How far are you willing to go right now in your life? How far are you willing to go to show God that you love him? How far are you willing to go to show Jesus that you're serious about this? And for some of you, you're like, I I really don't know. That's okay. Know where you are right now. And now you also got to think about know where you want to be. Where do you want to be? All of us should want to be like Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if that's where you want to be, figure out where you are right now. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I'm ready, Caleb. All right, I'm ready. Like, me, Jesus, I'll go die for him today. All right, <laughs> like, good. You know, keep that conviction, keep that conviction, but answer that question to yourself to me, who is Jesus? And it's important because that literally determines whether you actually are a Christian or not. And that's an important thing to know. Don't, I'm tired of people just saying they're Christians. Tired of people trying to respin Christianity and figure out this whole new way to do it where they claim that they're Christians, but they believe a lot of things that don't make them Christians. Or they, you know, someone who claims to be a Christian, they're just like, well, there's many paths to Jesus. No, there's not. All <laughs> right. There's many paths to heaven. No, there's not. Like, I'm sorry. There just isn't. And I think, um,
1: what, um, was it Natalie? What's her last name from uh, Hillsong that came and spoke on Easter?
0: Oh, Natalie man? Grant. Yeah, Natalie yeah. Grant
1: said it herself. Like she grew up in the Seattle area where the Christian Christian population is like less than 10%. Mm. But the actual Christian population, those 10% there were very strong in their faith. Whereas here, you know, we're in the Atlanta, Georgia area. We're in what you'd call the Bible Belt where like, you know, everybody and their mother goes to church where it's like, you know, even a you know at a new job, an interview question could be, what church do you go to? You know, yeah. because it's so mainstream to just, be a Christian, but she was saying like so many of us down here are just lukewarm, you know, not really having that true relationship with Jesus, which is why this question is so 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 important, especially when you're getting started.
0: Yeah, that's definitely where you're gonna start off on the right on the right foot. Is asking that question. I mean, imagine what it looked like if everyone just started asking themselves that question. Because I tell you what, I if this is what it would take, I would have much rather only ten percent of American population identify as Christian. If that's what it means to 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 actually reflect who truly loves Jesus. Who actually if you took God that's why here's the thing, friends, you're gonna learn one thing you're gonna learn about me is I've been denouncing Christian nationalism since before we even started calling it that. Like I Mm -hmm. I I really believe there's a lot of people that if you actually took God out of everything in America, take him out of the the declaration of independence do whatever you got to go as far as you need to go, man, you took them completely out. There'd be a lot of people who wouldn't be Christians because they tie, they tie their faith in Christ to a red, white, and blue with stars and stripes. And that's not Christianity. I wonder what the
1: real percentage is. Like if you actually went by the definition. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I were to guess, I would only say about 30, 40% if that, um, that's my guess, though. That's not in America,
1: right? Not yeah, just world. in America. Yeah.
0: No, I would just say thirty to forty percent, and that's yeah. I would say that'd be a good good guess, but yeah, that's what I would say. Um, I that I've done no research on that. That's just, right. That that's was just like right out. Of that's just thin thin ob- yeah. That's but just right I, out of thin air observation, trying to put some things together. I really would say it's probably only around thirty to forty percent.
1: That might be even highballing it. Honestly. That may be even highballing
0: but, it. Yeah. So. The reality is, um, you know, no, that's why you're never going to see me concerned about these big changes or with anything that happens in the country. If they just start taking everything away, everything, like, you know, and it just becomes a whole communist country, that's not going to phase me for a second. Because my faith is not in a country, I expect this country to fail. Like, I expect it to fall apart at some point. I just, I just do. And that's because my loyalties lie with Christ and Christ alone. You know, I love being in America. I really do. Like I do. I, we have so many privileges here. Those are going to go away at some point. They just are. That's just natural human nature. Um, big history nerd. So um, some point those will go away. And I'm not going to be phased for a second um, because my loyalty is in Christ, in Christ alone. If you had to choose between the, if I had to choose between my country and my king, I choose my king and I will die for him without a second thought. So yeah, going back, I really wish, imagine what it would look like if everyone really asked himself that question. Man, we would have so many people. I just would rather you, if you don't believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, I would just much rather you go make your own religion. Just go make up your own thing. And, and people have done that. Oh yeah, and I'm so much better, all the best to them, just because like, <laughs> I, you know, I would much rather you just be honest. You either are a Christian, you're not. You either love Jesus and he is, he is your king of your life or he's not you're either going to believe what he said or you don't you're either going to trust that he was a person or you don't like you're there are definitely qualifiers to whether you're a christian or not um and that's why you have to answer that question who is jesus to you it really does determine whether you're serious about this or not and that's why it's the first thing that you need to do is ask that question and answer it for yourself Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. I really hope we're getting your gears spinning. You're asking yourself that question. And you know, here's a big point. Here's a big thing. Remember what I said earlier, all right? Know where you are and know where you want to be. Like if you're sitting here like, dude, I don't, I'm not super, I'm not super sure how serious I am about Jesus. That's totally okay. I'm not asking you to all of a sudden go give your life up right now. I'm not asking you to go ahead and go, you know, be persecuted and be killed for Jesus today. Like. I'm just asking you to figure out where you're at and then answer where it is that you want to be. All of us, if you truly love Jesus, your answer should be where I want to be. I want to be like Jesus. Cool. That's where we're going to get you like one step at a time. And today your first step is just answering that question to me. Who is Jesus? Take that one step. Don't do anything with it. Don't do any action steps other than just answering that question. That's all you got to do for that first step. So thank you again, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at SLJ Ministries. Follow us on YouTube, uh, you know, and tune in, share this episode with someone you know visit the website all the stuff stay connected we want to grow a community this is not just a place for you to just tune in hear some stuff and you know and whatever this is a place for you to engage this is a family where you can belong this is a place in a community where you can begin to grow and become like jesus and be a follower of jesus the way and live the way that jesus intended for his followers to live that's what we want to equip you and empower you to do So, thank you so much tuning in we will see you at our next step and i'm really excited for you guys to learn more about it